Get ready for some banter, laughs, and honesty, raw and unfiltered. It's time for the Listen Up Podcast, hosted by Lady Sola. Listen up, listen up, listen up. What's good? It's your girl, Lady Sola. Welcome to the new and improved Listen Up Podcast. This is episode nine, and today I am joined by none other than the boyfriend. Joined by Yabi Cologne. He is my guest host for today. So this should be a quite an interesting episode, I think. Um, AKA Psilocybin. <laughs> Let me do that again then. This is episode nine, and today I am joined by none other than Psilocybin. You want to spell that? Because, you know, people may not of course. understand. S I L O C Y B I N. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is also hooked on phonics in case anybody needs to. No, I'm just kidding. This is hooked on what? <laughs> hooked on phonics. Like, okay. You know, like when you're little and it's like the game. Okay, the got you. Game. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, he is my guest host for today. So, this should be a rather interesting, um, very lively podcast. Um, and just to remind you guys, this podcast does cover a range of topics in entertainment, black culture, sports, social media, and the social landscape as a whole, as it ties into how it's relevant in our everyday lives. So I do want to say I'm very happy to be back. It has been a really long hiatus, so I just want to say thank you for sticking with me. Um, with the time off, I was able to make a few tweaks and changes to the flow and the content of the podcast. So, a little bit of an upgrade. There are real segments now, y'all. We got three new segments. So, these segments, you're going to become very familiar with it if you stick around for the ride. These will be segments that will be in every single episode. And, um, yeah, so without further ado, let's get into it. The latest stories that grabbed our attention and dominated headlines. Listen up. It's time for The Big Three. First topic we're going to get into is the Rondo and Chris Paul brawl, as I like to call it. So a few nights ago, the Rockets and the Lakers were playing. I believe it was the Rockets opening home opener. I believe so. I no. believe so. Um, yeah, I don't know when exactly this happened. It may have been in the Saturday qu- night. Saturday night, but oh, what, qu- what quarter? Uh, I think it was early, early in the game. I think it was probably like second quarter, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. Okay, yeah, I believe so. But basically, <laughs> this is what has been all over social media, like, all weekend. Um, <laughs> so from all the different angles that you see the different videos and everything what it looks like is that chris paul is obviously putting jabbing his you know finger in yeah. in rondo's face and rondo if y'all know rondo rondo has a history of like not taking no bullshit like he's always the type to like get in people's face yeah. get on people's nerves you know basically he's a very rugged like 
dog mentality type of basketball player. Like he plays with his heart out. He doesn't, you know, play fair all the time. He can be petty, you know, with the trash talking and all. I think of all this these stuff. niggas in the in the NBA is petty. I well, <laughs> tell me about it. Everybody's petty these days. At least with Bron, you know, he was there for the peace. Yeah, he, he LeBron, was there. You know, he was. I mean, most of them, they knew what they they were doing when the problem arose. You know. Yeah. It's important to keep the peace. So. No, it is important to keep the peace. But basketball has definitely become that sport where there's a lot of drama yeah. on and off the court. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It was hilarious. Like, that fight was crazy. Like, so Rondo's <laughs> jabbing his finger. Or, no, I'm sorry. Chris Paul was jabbing his finger at Rondo. So I yeah. was like, wow. Like, he really, like... I'll, my first thought when I saw that is like, you really think he's not gonna do nothing? Like, you think he's just gonna let you jab his finger in his face and right. he's just gonna be all mad in his corner? He was asking storm for off. It. He was definitely asking for it. You know, um, I agree. So I think like that was just crazy. Like I, I saw the video. Um, yeah. Where they say supposedly that you know Rondo spits in his face and there is spit coming out of Rondo's mouth. But the the way it came out, I don't know if he was intentional or it was just something Rondo was saying, like, and because of the sweat and uh, and I don't know what the hell was going on, but spit came out, but it doesn't look like it was coming out being directed at Chris Paul's face. It almost hit like his chest and lower neck, and um, <clears throat> so I guess Chris Paul was like, oh, you gonna spit on me and. And Rondo, when it came out, like you see Rondo's face, he's, he's kind of like like nonchalant about it. I don't think, cause I don't think it was really like he was trying to spit. He was trying to say something, you know. In the heat of the moment, whatever they were talking about, he spit happened to come out with the sweat, whatever came down his mouth. You know what I'm saying? And then him shoving his his um, finger at Rondo's face. Rondo took it as a neck. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna have this. And he's, you know. So I mean, it's hard to tell because, you know, like you can only hear so much from the videos, from the cameras. You can only see so much what was really going on. Uh, but point is, I don't know what happened there. Honestly, I didn't see spit. Like, I was like, because I watched. There's um, a video I saw. It shows like really close, like in okay. slow motion. And you can see him like. But if you look at it, you could tell he's not really intentionally spitting. At least that's how it looks like. He's not intentionally spitting. It's like more so just like all oh, when you're in the hit of the yeah, yeah heat so. of the moment, like because I kept looking at the video and I'm like, did they not catch it on camera? Like, did this bit like happen yeah, there's a cute five this, seconds before the like yeah, there's a the, few the different camera angles. was rolling or something. So um, yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I have to check that angle out. But all I know is I saw Chris Paul jabbing his face, looking like he's trying to give yeah. Rondo a muff. You know, old school muff to the head or whatever. And he got in his face really good. I mean, and then that left that left hook, that's what set it off. Rondo came back with the got, left hook. Go on, go on. He got him square in the face. That's like exciting when I see <laughs> stuff like that go up in NBA. I'm oh like, my yes. Fun. <laughs> who I mean, I know all the people that like bought tickets that day, I know they were like they got their money's worth. Heck yeah. Like for real. That was Heck yeah. How do you feel about Ingram? Like, a lot of people petty, are petty talking nigga. about Ingram and how he literally just came from Amy nowhere Shore, petty. with his long-ass arms. His Looking arms like are, like, four Bob. feet long. Like, 
<laughs> and he just can't like he he the thing I was like kind of taken aback by was like he just seemed so upset like and I was like did anybody come for you did, I'm sorry did someone spit on your face there was like, uh, I think something what's happening here? I think what, what what was happening with him though is that something was happening like before the CP3 brawl and Rondo he um Ingram pushed I don't know if you saw that where he pushed um this guy Harden. I did you know, see that. So I don't know what was going on. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, I didn't see the game. I missed the game, but based on the news and what I was watching, uh, I don't know why Ingram decided to push Harding out of the way. But when he pushed Harding, Harding was completely confused. He was lost. He looked back at this dude. He like, <laughs> yo, he looked back at the ref. And then he, the ref got in um, Ingram's face, and Ingram got in the ref's face. Like, like really, really immature to see that in the NBA, unfortunately. Like, really unprofessional. Like, you could tell, like, just how old is he? I think he's like what, 24 something like that, Ingram? 23. Ingram, I think he's like, yeah, I think he's like he's 22 really, he's or 23. Than me. And like, it's it was just you know, it's sad to see that you know, saying that I'm professionalism in the, in the NBA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so. Melo, he talked about that in his post game interview, like how you don't even see that happen on the streets, like even in the street code, like you don't spit on people like that. It's literally the 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 the. Right. The highest form of disrespect right. possible to do to anybody. So he was like, he 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 was upset. You could tell he was just like, that was totally unacceptable. Like that's not how you conduct yourself. Yeah. That was unprofessional. Like I don't care the situation. You don't do that. You don't do that yeah. in the game. You don't do that on the street. You know. So it it was. That's why with you saying that it didn't look like an intentional spit, that makes sense. Because I know Rondo, he, he likes to turn up. He likes to get in people's face. He will definitely scrap with you on the court. But I don't think he's he's the type to spit on someone. That's just yeah. a new kind of low. I don't yeah. think he's like that. Yeah. I mean, it was ugly. I mean, the fight broke ugly, thankfully, you know. Thankfully, you know, it was good that, you know, some of them were there to, you know, split it up. Um, but when, but when, when stuff like that goes down, though, it's always exciting to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's exciting to see these niggas go at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, <clears throat> it's real. good. It's good that LeBron, you know, he was a peace, he was a peacekeeper there. Yeah. It, mm. it just is a testament to Ron and, you know, Chris Paul's friendship. They're obviously like super close, like best friends, you know, and have been close friends for many years coming okay. into the league together. So Oh, they came into the league together. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty wow. sure Chris Ball was part of the draft class with him, Dwayne Wade, okay. Car- Carmelo Anthony. I think they're all in two thousand three draft class. So they you know, so they are very close. All of yeah. them really. So it was interesting to see as soon as the fight broke out, well, if, did you peep how LeBron was just standing back for a second? Because he was watching like dang, like this is good. You know, I don't yeah. know if you saw the meme like of the boxer, oh, no, I see, I see <laughs> like, that. oh, this was LeBron in the in the fight, <laughs> and how it's like two boxers, <clears throat> like the guy is like clocking him real bad, oh, wow. and the the ref is like just sitting back for wow. like five seconds, then he, and then he jumps in to separate it all late about it because he just wants to see yeah. like how the fight plays out. Yeah. So LeBron took a little, he took a moment. If you go back and watch the video, he didn't immediately jump in like, oh my gosh, like yeah. What's happening? He was watching for a second. Then he, I think it clicked or he probably wanted to see like, Chris, I know you got yeah. this. Like, and then he pulled Chris aside. So that yeah. shows their, their brotherhood. <clears throat> yeah. They're on two different teams. If you think about it, Rondo is yeah. on his team, but he's yeah. protecting Chris and pulling him out of the situation. 
So that goes to show, you know, friendship yeah. means a lot, obviously. Yeah. And back to uh, this guy, though, Ingram, when he was like, and he, I was, I think that was a really wild move. And I, and I think he was the one that actually got suspended the most. Like they're all missing. I think, I think Rondo's missing three games. Uh, yep. Chris Paul, no, Chris yeah, Paul's Rondo. missing three. Chris Paul, no, 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 Chris Paul's missing two. Two. Rondo's missing three, and, and Ingram's, Ingram's missing four. four. Yeah, because he he acted out all wild. He like, came out wild. of nowhere. <clears throat> he was already tight. He's like, oh, this is my opportunity to go sick on these niggas now. Oh, since uh, I I was so confused. Like Ingram, like this fight is boo is not about you. Like, do you have some some anger issue? You mad about something from the summer? Like. You know what I'm saying? You mad because you still skinny as hell. You didn't get, you didn't bulk up like the rest of your um your teammates. Like what's happening? Like because he he had some pent up aggression. It just looked like this was his chance to get it out. Cause I was like looking at him like, okay, yeah. The who who you got beef with? Yeah. But his long ass arms, like I would not be trying to fight him because he definitely got to reach. Okay. Yeah. Just like Khabib did. Speaking of. Would you rather see a rematch fight between <laughs> you rec- Would you rather see a rematch between Connor and Khabib or would you rather pay tickets to see a fight between Rondo and, and Paul? Okay, mm, this is decision. a serious question. Okay. Questions um, that need answers. I mean, I don't know. Um, between McGregor and Khabib, I'm going to call it from now. There's going to be a rematch. I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah. No, I get you. But I'm saying between what you saw, the fight that uh, you no, saw. No, no. I'm going to go there. Court. I'm going to go there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. So, if you're asking me whether it between McGregor and Khabib, yes, it should be a rematch, which is obviously going to happen. Now, these two, you know. Um, I mean, a fight between these guys, if I paid to watch them, um, ah. I don't know. I think it'll be a sloppy fight. I think this will be a sloppy, sloppy fight. I think I'll watch it. That's what makes it even better. Exactly. Because it's hilarious. Literally. Literally. It's hilarious. But there will be some anger. There will be anger. There will be beef. But if if you're asking me which fight, you know, on on the level that these fights will be promoted... This is a joke. Let's pay it to watch these two NBA players go at it. It's a joke. Unlike Khabib and McGregor, it's serious. It's business. You know, this is what they make the money from. You know, this is the living. You know what I'm saying? Unlike these guys, these guys all they do is is, is um shoot a ball through a hoop for a living. You know what I'm saying? So I rather I rather I rather stay watching that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But so you're I pay, saying you would rather you know pay money to see Khabib than. Yeah, but well, I pay to see these two fight. I would, but I'm I saying and the difference and 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 the weight that the, the difference they hold each other, it'll be a joke. You know what I'm saying? But that's what makes it even more entertainment worthy. Right. No, like, you're right. You're right. We pay to see like things that will make us laugh, that will make us cackle, shake our damn heads, that will make us get on social media like, oh my god. So me, I'm putting my money to see that fight. I want to see Chris Paul and Ryan. I can watch, you know, could be McGregor on the TV at a bar. You somewhere. think they're gonna fight again? I think so. Yeah, I think because from what you were saying, and you think McGregor's gonna win or lose? He's gonna win. You heard it here. Look first. at my face. He's y'all can't win. see y'all, my face. Yeah, I heard it here first. McGregor's gonna win, but oh, I didn't want to really? tell you that he's gonna win. Damn, you smoking some good. And stuff. and if he fights yeah. Mayweather again, which is another rumor. If they fight, if they were to fight again, 
McGregor will win. Okay, so this this is what I have to say about this McGregor character. Okay, one thing I positive thing I can say is he can dress. I appreciate a man with fashion, with style, with class that knows how to put a little sprinkle on on what they're wearing. He 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 pays attention to detail. He likes to keep his hair trimmed. He has the walk. He has the physique. So clap it up for the the fashion. Outside of that, I don't know. I I feel like. He's obviously a legendary MMA fighter. He's become the face of of the UFC. He is very, very fantastic with his energy, with his approach. The um, you know, his fighting technique. I do feel like he does have a little bit of everything. Like he's a bit versatile. However, he's not. He just talks too much and doesn't back it up. That's my problem with him. He's he re- gonna be full. He's like the female Ronda Rousey. It only Rousey. happens this fight. He's this the female fight Ronda only Rousey. That reputation. Remember that. Remember Look, that. he's the female Ronda Rousey to me, and the reason I say that is because this chick was when she Ronda was Rousey's on her. Ronda Rousey's a joke. Exactly. That's what McGregor is looking like right now. First yeah, of all, he's okay. no longer undefeated. Okay, not saying McGregor, that everybody that you before can only he stepped into the ring, he was fighter. already he was already defeated. Right, that's what I'm saying, but that's one. The second thing is that he con- th- this is a habit for him. He did this with the press run with Floyd, like getting in his face, you know, and all the stuff the stuff he was saying that was kind of like racially, like people were like, oh, like he's being real disrespectful or whatever. Yeah. And he did the same thing with Khabib. Like he was so cocky. He was so cocky. And it's like if you beat his ass and you won that fight, like I have no problem with that. But... For you to get in that ring and lose the way he did, it was not even, like, Khabib won by a landslide. Like, he, the margin was so wide, like, it's wider than a goalpost on the football field. Like, it was so wide. Like, he had no chance. There was no close, it was no close ending. It was like, wow, he's getting his ass choked out. He's, his legs are locked. Um taking hits to the face. He looked disoriented. He looked lost. Like, he he looked like, like, did I just get up out of bed? Like, oh, babe, where's, are we eating breakfast? Like, he looked out of it. Like, he really didn't even look like himself. That's how much he was getting his ass whooped. This is my theory so, behind I don't why think he's McGregor winning that re- win. rematch. That's all I'm This saying. is my theory why McGregor will win this rematch. It's not the first time McGregor loses like that. And the time he's looking at He's lost like that. He has come back and beat the same guy again. You know what I'm saying? McGregor's the type of fighter that that once he loses the first time, he reads that fighter. He knew how he knows how that fighter beat him. And I'm not saying how he actually beat him and made him tap out throughout the whole fight. His moves. You know what I'm saying? Everything that he was doing, he was reading him. And and, and yeah, there was an evolution throughout the fight where each fighter, you know, where McGregor was reading was reading you know was reading Khabib. Or, for example, let's look at the Nate Diaz fight. Nate Diaz, they, they killed each other, you know. And Nate Diaz as well choked him out. He, he beat McGregor the same way he could beat, me, beat McGregor. Second fight around, they fought to the death again. And McGregor won Nate Diaz. Only difference is that McGregor knew to stay off the, off the floor. Because Nate Diaz was just another Khabib. Put him on the floor, this and that. You see, the difference between McGregor and, and Nate Diaz is that McGregor's a brawl. He's a boxer. He's good on his feet. And so is yeah. Nate Diaz. He's good. But um, Nate Diaz has a better advantage on the floor than McGregor. McGregor's, that's his weak point. His, uh, you know, the floor. And, and, and back, this is a, a little, okay. listen where I'm going I'll with this. I'll let you finish. 
So back to Khabib, you know what I'm saying? He probably, he, you know, I was expecting him to literally make that his his territory, you know, being like, don't worry about the floor, you know, meet him where he's good at, you know what I'm saying? If he has 25 years of experience wrestling, meet him there, man. He's been doing this basically his whole life, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he... Like it's it's good that you're boxing up, but you it's a wrestler. It's different. He's not a wrestler. It's not he's not afraid of going in and you know and really grappling you and and taking you down. You know what I'm saying? So point is, with that being said, McGregor, you know he read he read the same way he read Nate Diaz in the first fight, and yes, he did lose. He was able to prepare for the second fight. He knew to stay off the ground with Nate Diaz, and he bought he beat him in in in, in the revenge. Now when now with Khabib. He won't be able to do that with Khabib. But what he can do is he needs to go back to what I told you. He needs to become literally Khabib. He needs to become Khabib. That's what he needs to do. I honestly think he can beat him. He can beat him. He can because McGregor is the type of fighter. He will. He, or? he can. He can beat him because he's the type of fighter that he reads the first fighter the first time. How he, he loses the fight and he will beat him. You okay. know what I'm saying? And I believe the same thing. That's why I say Mayweather as well. You know what I'm saying? He, he fought Mayweather. He, he's... It's, Believe me when I'm telling you, he fought Mayweather, he knew how he lost, and now because he, he saw Mayweather's strategy the first time, he will come back, and he, he will... He ain't gonna be with Mayweather, that's just, I'm sorry. Listen, listen, to all you people, all, all you Mayweather fans out there, please, please, my, 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 this, this beautiful soul I have sitting next to me doesn't know much about boxing, but I want to educate huh. her here, okay? Yeah, okay. Listen, it's okay. Mayweather is undefeated, 50 and 0, right? 50 and 0. That's quite a number it is quite what a number yeah and money makes the world go around too mm-hmm. I, he has a lot of that too exactly yeah. so but if you look at the fight he had with savage if you look at the fight he had with um um oscar de la Hoya, he, if you look at the fight he had with Cotto, these guys were giving him the hands these guys win? yeah because the judges decided not but did you look at the like, babe i'm telling you if you see what what, what oscar de la Hoya did to mayweather mayweather he made him look stupid he made him made Oscar de la Hoya. His fight, that fight was on him. That's fight, that fight. He he had Mayweather in his pocket. Only mm. thing is, Mayweather was the big name in boxing. He is money Mayweather. He is the biggest name in boxing. So we can we can you know we can. That's the thing with look. If look, this is a perfect example. When McGregor between McGregor and Mayweather, boxing is so much different than kickboxing MMA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, hurry it up. You know what I'm saying? But it's so much different. Like because. Because what happens is that in, in boxing, you know, unless you don't get knocked out and you got that name, you know, you got that you got that golden boy name, they're going to keep you up there. They gonna, they don't want you to lose. They want you, but if you get choked out like McGregor, that don't matter what your name is, your reputation is going down. But Mayweather, he's a money man, you know what I'm saying? They want to keep him happy. You know, they want to keep the, the, his, his fans happy and his fans proud. They're going to keep his name up there no matter what. And yeah, he didn't get knocked out, but he got handed to, believe me. Going back to McGregor and, you know, we can move on to the next topic. All I'm saying with him is that, yes, what you're saying is that he usually is the type to read people in that first matchup and then he can come back the second time around and beat them. History shows that he has been able to do that. My whole thing is you've gone through something like this with Nadia, who is a similar fighter with Khabib. You knew what you were going up against with Khabib. Your biggest weakness, and you just said that his biggest weakness is the floor. He That's not his thing at all. So right. why would you come into a fight with an individual where all he does, he is a he's a wrestler connoisseur. Because this is what happened. Why would you come into a fight 
knowing you didn't really train like that to get on the floor, even though you know that's right. what your opponent is doing. It's just common sense. And well, then you're talking all this junk. At least if you would have been humble about it, like, guys, you know, I'm just hoping for the best This is what I'm here. saying, though. If he would have, talented he was too much talented, on the defensive. Let's see what happens. You understand that he was too much on the defensive. That's what I'm saying. Like, if if he needed to become Khabib, what I mean, Khabib, he needed to be the aggressor, he, the attacker, and Khabib. Instead, he was, he was, he was planning on. He's like, okay, let me read him. All right, he's good on his floor. How about I work on being the defensive? And it's not. It was a good idea. It was a good, you know, intense strategy. He was, he was, he was working on to become strong on something, you know, that. Against someone who whose power is, you know, attacks that. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. So he was working on to defend himself from Khabib taking him down. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So no, what he needs to do, he needs to rewire his over and his strategy and his training to be the aggressor, just how Khabib was in the second fight. Okay. So all, I'm, Khabib, all I'm saying is that he should have already been did that for the first fight. Because he went through right, a similar that's, experience with another it's, individual it never who has a similar yeah, fighting no, style no, no, as no, Khabib does. Never, not, they're not never. identical. I'm not saying that Nadia and Khabib are identical, but there's that, there is some big similarities where Connor should have pulled from that past experience. He fought this guy twice, lost the first time, won the second time. Khabib is somewhat similar. I already know what but I'm you getting myself never, And Khabib is like the thing is a 25 years of experience. Of never, it's never something well, you can you can. This is what I'm saying. I agree. 25 years of experience, someone that is really good at what they does. He's better than McGregor. It is what it is. Like that's how I feel. He's better so than my McGregor point is McGregor needs to become Khabib, and he needs to be the aggressive. Will he become fight. Khabib? Huh. He needs to be the aggressor. It's impossible one. to become Khabib, obviously. But what I'm saying is he needs to become so become the aggressor. He read Khabib, what did Khabib do on the fight? He needs to rewatch the videos. Okay, he did this, this, and that. Let me practice what he did to me, and let me do it back to him. And speaking of aggressors, um, in this next topic, Cornerstone Caroline, that's what they're calling her. Her real name is Teresa Klein. She definitely was the aggressor in this situation that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, she accused a nine-year-old boy of uh, sexually assaulting her at a convenience store at a deli. Um, in New York. So the nine-year-old boy, his name is Jerem- Jeremiah Harvey. Yeah. Um, so basically, I don't know if you saw it, but like yeah, the, the, the store cam shows what happened is that the lady, she was like leaned over on the counter. I don't yeah. know what she was doing, but yeah. she was like leaned over and then you see like the boy's mom walk past. She's walking see, by, yeah. Walking by and then you see Jeremiah go past. He's holding a bag in his right hand and based on i guess the spacing and you know just walking freely he accidentally brushes up against teresa klein and from that moment she turns her head back and you know starts yelling at them that oh i'm gonna call the police like why did you touch me you touched my my ass and all of this stuff so the mom thought she was talking about her the mom thought she was saying like she'd started something with her or whatever. So they kind of were going back and forth. And then she's like, no, no, not you, him. He touched me. He's the one that touched my ass. And it was a whole thing. But basically, she accused him of sexual assault. It started from, oh, he touched my ass to he tried to assault me. Oh, I'm going to call the police. She was on the phone. But um, phone records show that she never actually called the police. So I don't know if she was just faking holding up the phone to her ear, but she was like, yeah, there's this black mom with her two black kids, and I'm a white woman at the store. Um, This is the address. This is my name. This is my age and all this and that. 
And then this is what he did. He touched me. And, you know, basically trying to make a big case about it. Yeah. And the boy was traumatized. Like, he was crying. He was just <clears> on <throat> ABC News. They did an interview with his mom and him. Yeah. And he just was talking about, like, how humiliated he was by the whole experience. And that he thinks she's crazy. He said, like, I really think this lady is crazy. Like, yeah. I didn't touch her. I don't know what she was talking about. I was so confused. I was so, like, in shock because... The mom says in the interview, as soon as she singles him out, that, oh, you, you're the one that touched me. His mouth drops open like, huh? Yeah. I did what? You know, because it's like, come on, how many times have you been in a cramped store, whether it's a department store or a convenience store? Or what was this, in New York? Out? In New York, yeah. Especially in New York. You go to the subway, there's mad people, like, literally nuts to butt everywhere in, in, the, in the metro station, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, yeah, I think this happened on the street. Like, <clears throat> yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah. like, come on, like, it, he brushed her, his backpack brushed up against her butt, you know? It's like, I'm sure her living in New York, she's been in a metro station, you know, where, like, crowded, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's so many places in New York that get so crowded. And the crazy thing is that the store owner came outside after the mom and the, the kids left because the mom and her were exchanging words back and forth. They finally left out the store. The, the store owner came out shortly after. He said, I'm so sorry that she does this all the time. Oh, wow. So that okay, this so, is a thing for her. So, okay. So she's crazy. Then. She's, she, she is she's, known in the area and she's crazy. Okay. She's crazy. But I wanted to ask, like, if you are a parent in that type of similar situation, like, how would you react? How, what would you do in that situation? You know what I mean? If you were with your son or daughter and, you know, brushed up against them <sighs> and then they're like I mean, coming at your kids for something they didn't do. Like, how would that make you feel? Like, what do you think you would do in that situation? I mean, yeah, I mean, oh man, me personally, I don't, you know, it's, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? I think we, you know, to be honest, I think I use... I'll laugh in her face. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, you... I'm like, I'm pretty sure my son or my daughter, whoever, pretty sure they didn't touch you, you know? And if they did, you're accusing them of sexual harassment. Like, I'm like, I don't think... I don't think it was intention, you know what I'm saying? Why a kid, you know, you look at the video, he was innocent, you know? It's, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Um, but... I don't know, you know, it's hard, you know, I don't know exactly how I would react in that moment, but if it was my son, um, I would, you know, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't blame the mother, you know, for standing up, obviously parents, we need to stand up for our children, so that wouldn't be, I, obviously I would do that, you know, but man, these women are crazy, that's, after seeing the video and, and seeing the top person who she was, me personally, if it was me, personally, the, that lady, if I confronted her, I mean, I used to look at her, like, the way she speaks, how... Just, you know, it's like, it's like this is somebody who, who seems uneducated, low self-esteem, sad, depressed, like, you know, this, for me, it's like, it's like, oh my goodness, I use, I don't pay, I don't pay too much mind to it because this is somebody already who's really just, you know, down about themselves, like, if that makes any sense, they, they got no respect for themselves, it seems like a sign, I don't know. She's crazy, like making the show to for attention. It's sad. Yeah, no, it's it's totally out of line, unacceptable, like just uncomfortable. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation that a child has to go through, and yeah. then as a parent, you have to 
deal with trying to comfort your child, trying to explain to your child how the world is right. and why people are the way they are at such a young, tender age when he is not even aware that there are these kind of problems and to have a woman basically kind of snatch his innocence away from him in a sense. It's almost like when a kid finds out that Santa Claus isn't real, you know, yeah. all those years they, you know, wait late at night to put the cookies and milk out and wake up early on Christmas morning. You Santa Claus? I mean, when I... When you were little? I did. I, yeah. I used to. I by used what to. age were you, were you like, okay, I don't think he's real? Like, by what age were you, you know, did the truth hit you and it troubled you and you were like, holy crap, this guy's not real? You know... I, I think it, it was, like, kind of early. I would say, like, maybe, like, when I was around 13 or something, 13. All right, well, for me, it was a very short period because, first of all, I didn't know who Santa Claus was. And by the time I found out who Santa Claus was, I'm like, all right, this, is, this seems to be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so uh, honestly, God, like, I was, like, eight, like, seven or eight when I, I'm like, Santa Claus? You just thought about it, like, man, this shit ain't real. Oh, this shit's whack. Nobody really told you or anything, or it didn't slip out of anybody's mouth. Because oh, I always saw my parents buy my gifts, you know what I'm saying? It's mom oh, and daddy, man. I that's who Santa Claus is, you know? Like, I don't know Puerto Rican culture, you know? It's like... No, at least in my family, my yeah. mom does a really good job of hiding presents, of not talking about it, not asking <laughs> us what we want, but like really like the presents showing up like a day before, two days before under yeah. the tree. And you're just wondering like, do are we going to get presents? I wonder what Santa's getting us, you know? Yeah. Like, what is it going to be? Is it going to be big? Is it going to be small? Is it going to be heavy? You know? So she was good about that, which I think is what allowed the belief to linger a little bit longer that maybe, you know, Santa Claus, this is, this is his, his work. This is his business, <laughs> you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that young boy, you know, he was so you could tell in the interview that he was really upset about it. The main thing that he kept saying is that I didn't do it. Right. Like he was even in the a- ABC interview, he was still trying to like speak his his um truth. Like yeah. I I just hope that she knows I didn't do it. Like he that he really cared about getting that point across like because he knows he didn't do anything and it's so crazy how you know um like hate to say it but white individuals in america how there is that that power structure where they can say anything they can do anything and it holds so much weight and it can cause you know friction or it can cause like harm and stress and trauma to a person of color, person of color's life just because they said this is what it is people believe that's what it is and they must be banished and you know like ridiculed and punished and and abused and, and embarrassed and insulted and go to jail and all this stuff for something words that someone can say yeah that's a total lie you know, so I I was just like, I'm just glad that the lady, she eventually posted a video on Facebook apologizing, saying, I don't know. Oh, and she went back to the store, too. You know that, right? Oh, no. You she didn't see that? No, I didn't see she that. She went back to the store, and when she went back to the store, there was mad people there recording her. And then, like, because she came back basically to apologize and say, okay, I'm sorry, and this and that. But, like, it was really, it, went, it wasn't pretty. It went bad for her. She went back to the store, and then everybody's there recording. They had the TV on with the news. 
like basically um wow. expressing everything that explains her and it was like yeah yeah you bit and this and that like going like it's telling crazy stuff and she was there like watch the sunglasses on you just watching it was like like 50 people in the store like we surrounded her like, yeah that's what you get like yo like she it was bad like she had a really moment like it's sad you know what i'm saying it, it, it had to come to that point for her to for her character to be transformed. Hopefully, this is something that she could wake up from. Like, wow, I'm sorry, you know, you know. But it's sad that it had to be that moment. We're like, damn, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty screwed up person. The fact that I accused a little boy of, and she, and she could tell too. Like, if you look at the video, like if it was me and you look at the video, like if I was her, like you could, you see that she noticed. Oh, he walked by. He had a book bag on. Like you could tell it was on his yeah. book bag. You know what I'm saying? Like. And she made this big scene, and yeah, you could tell probably she was she took advantage, like she tried to take advantage of something, like it was probably like about race issue or something. I don't know what the hell, but you could tell she's crazy. So do you spoke. do you think that race played a role in this situation? Do you think that race played yeah, could, uh, a role in her mind, her mens, her way of thinking? Yeah, yeah, she definitely. Yeah, you could tell she's one so. of those people. She she's one of those, you know, like it's sad, but yeah, she is one of those those people you know yeah i agree i, I, I think the fact that she saw when she looked back she got a glimpse of okay that's the mom she's black oh there's the sister and that's the boy that passed me he's black oh. uh, and she she i mean that's why people are calling her racist which i'm assuming when she went back in this people 50 deep i'm yeah. sure they were calling her racist because i know i read that in the article as well <clears throat> yep that you know they're like oh you racist you know like basically she's now trying to defend herself like i'm not a racist this is what happened that i didn't actually call the police you know i said i did but i i didn't um the 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 words that i was spewing out was directed at the mother it wasn't at the child i didn't say anything like so she did it for attention i don't know what she did for attention in a sunday oh I mean, it's true what you're saying, because then she goes on the video and she's like, I'll put that up on Worldstar. Like, I don't she's ever? Yeah, she's like, you wow. can, like, right up there, she's like, you can go ahead and put that up on Worldstar. So I'm like, when I was watching, I'm like, yeah, she, first of all, I mean, she's crazy enough for, you know, because the boy's traumatized. Like, it's, and if it was like a joke, like, that's a horrible joke. Like, you know, you, you're traumatizing a little kid, you're making him go through this bad experience, you know, um, but yeah, she did it for attention. I feel like, and, and she got and she, and she got her attention. She got her attention on the news, and now no. she's seen as as this nasty human being. Unfortunately, yeah, you know I don't know if that if that's the kind of attention you want to get, honey. Yeah. Like, you need to just go on, sit down, and and you utilize your time and energy for something. So better. she got what she wanted. I don't know if that's what she wanted though. Oh no, she didn't want that, but she got the fact. She wanted attention, but she didn't but get that's it the why way they she say, wanted it. You know, that's what I'm why like, they say be careful what you wish for because she wanted the attention, she wanted the 15 seconds right? of fame. But I guarantee you, she didn't think it was gonna end up like that. She thought it, the media was going to play to her, that they were going to come to her aid, they were gonna uh, uh, support right. her, believe her story that oh, this poor white woman was touched by this boy that you know he thought he got away with it. She thought she really thought that's why she was call, acting like she was calling the police. She was trying to paint that narrative that this black man or in this case this black boy was taking advantage of a white woman and she has the power she has a a, a certain advantage or whatnot because of race that the police everyone is going to make that boy feel like he did something wrong maybe he'll get arrested or have to go to juvie or you know who knows what she was thinking but i think she thought it was gonna go in her favor and it totally went left it went the opposite yeah. way 
where everyone was supporting the mom yep. and that son. And you saw as the, it should be. You saw the part where some other lady came through, and I guess she was white too. And then she says something to the white lady, like basically saying, "Oh, like in other words, I don't remember exactly what she said, but in other words, she's like, why are you defending them, white lady?' She said, sound like that." Really? Like, why are what, you defending who? Like, why are you defending them? The little boy that touched me one night, white lady. Oh. Like, like you should be on my side because you, I'm like, what? I'm like, yo, you're, you're wild. And I'm like, you wow. should, like, you're, you're, you're acting is, a fool. That's something a racist person would say. <clears throat> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that is definitely race driven. And it's sure. sad. It's sad. It really is. Yeah, no, that, um, that is sad. That is sad that. We live. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, it's like, in reality, we do live in a dark world, and it's sad when we see these things pop up in the news, and, you know, it's, it's, thankfully, media worked, um, to, to, not just the media, but the fact that there was actual proof that we saw the kid didn't touch, it was just a brush up with a backpack, things that have happened in the past, has happened to me, you know, in public with people, whoever, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, but yeah, a sick person in the mind who who really needs to be, you know, re, like rewired. Yeah, she um, she, ooh, she needs a lot of things. He's just gonna pray for her. Just send up a prayer, Lord Jesus. You wanna wanna pray for her, real quick? So should we bow our heads, hold hands, and pray for this this lady that is ignorant? Yeah, I pray. You know that that <clears throat> I pray that people like this. It's sad that she had to take, like I said, this this moment, this bad, where now like millions of people around the world see this and hear this story, you know, where like, you're crazy, girl, you know, what I'm saying you thought social media worked, then, and it's and it's and it's popping away because you see the power of social media. Like if she wanted to use it to get attention, she gained it, but she didn't gain it the way she wanted it. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In fact, it didn't work like that, you know. And now we see, we're like, wow, man, there's really people out there that are, who are this screwed up you know a little boy and whatnot and now she's saying oh no it's just i was just fronting like yeah, so, yeah we, you know we pray we pray you know that these people <clears throat> could reevaluate themselves that their attitude could change you know that that if it's a race issue whatever skin color man at the end of the day like like you know they need to i guess you know it's when they when people when these certain people do these stuff you know it's like it's like it's a reflection of themselves the fact that that they're missing love you know yeah. They're missing love that. They're lacking, like you said earlier, self esteem. Yeah. They're yeah. insecure. They have low self esteem. They are missing love. That's a major element when you see these type of situations play out. Um, so this lady has a lot of problems. We don't know her story. We don't know what she's been through. She kind of um, honestly, if you ask me, she looked like a crackhead to me. Oh uh, well, there you go. She probably yeah. She, she probably looked like a crackhead. That pipe. You know what I'm saying? Is it the crack that Whitney was smoking back in the day, or is this like the cheaper version? Cause what what did Whitney used to say? Like I don't I don't smoke crack or. I smoke hold on, Whitney. Hold on, Whitney. Whitney who? Houston. She smoked crack. I didn't even know she smoked crack. What? Oh my gosh. For real, she smoked crack. Yeah, she smoked crack. Damn, like, damn, the crack gave her the voice then. Uh, no, it took her voice away. never cracked. <laughs> Because the crack took away her voice. That's when everything started. No, that's why it's crazy. But no, she everything. definitely didn't smoke when he was smoking then. I'll tell you that. <laughs> nah, she, nah, she had like that. Mm, what is crack? Yeah. Crack is obviously, um, it's like, it's. 
chemi um, chemical. It's hmm. engineered chemically, right? It's not, yeah, it's not there's natural, cocaine, obviously. which is the sophisticated, high-end uh, uh, substance right. of the white angel dust or whatever. And crack is like literally, like you said, manufactured. Like it, I think oh it's it's a it's a mixture of cocaine or something, but it's like. Um, a mixture of like I don't know chemicals and stuff yeah. uh, with cocaine, so it's like a watered down version of cocaine, basically, and it's like even worse for you, like more deadly. The the effects are worse, more intense. That is intense. horrible. That is horrible. But people go for crack because it's the cheaper option. Like cocaine is like what the rich people snort, basically. Yeah. Like fancy, high class. Like if you're smoke, you know, snoring cocaine, like you're making money. But if you smoking crack, you know, you're like. Like struggling, you know what I mean? Like that's why you're not smoking the good stuff. Damn. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty messed up. But uh we can get into the next the third topic of the big three. Okay, so this third topic, Drake breaks his silence on the whole Pusha T beef. Um, so this has been an ongoing um beef since last since June, so it's been going on for a couple months all through the summer. This has been a big topic in hip hop. Um, so we, as we know, it started back from when Drake talked about Pusha T's fiance at the time. Pusha T did get married this year, so congratulations to him and his new wife. But last year when he was engaged, Drake said something on the song. I don't even remember what he said, what it was about, but it was something real brief. It was like. You know, like just a one a one liner type of thing. And Pusha has felt some type of way for many, many months. And then come fast forward eight months later or whatever to the summer when Kanye is doing this whole major good music. I'm dropping everybody and they mama that's on good music one after another. When Pusha T comes out with his album, he drops the disc record like a day or two before the album comes his album comes out where he responds to Drake, how he feels about Drake, Drake talking about his wife, uh, Beyonce, as well as other things, but he talks about the ghostwriting, he talks about how, you know, he doesn't write his stuff, which is what caused the Meek, the Meek Mill and Drake beef, you know, a few years ago. Also, he dropped new bombs, that Drake is a dad, he's not just a dad, he's a deadbeat dad that is hiding his kids, his son from the world. He also talks about his Adidas line or whatever, you know, so he talks about all that. He talks about 40, the producer, and how he's going to be bent over, like, looking like he's 80 years old because he has multiple sclerosis. So he's had this illness, like, I guess for hmm. the longest of time. Yeah. So basically, Pusha was making fun of that, like, tick, 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 like, you know, your time is going to come to an end soon because of this illness or whatever. So all of this stuff happened in the story of Adidon, which is the Drake diss. So why are we talking about this Drake Pusha T thing? Is because LeBron James' uh, new show on HBO featuring um, his business partner, Maverick Carter. Um, they had Drake on the second episode of this, this show and he goes, he spills the tea. He goes into great detail about this whole fiasco, this whole beef, and his thoughts on it. Um, so that's why it's kind of come back up again. But basically he talks about how the whole thing played out over the summer. Kanye was a big part of all of this. Um, you know, Kanye reached out to him saying he wanted to be Quincy Jones 
for his career that he wants he has so many ideas he has so many thoughts on things that he wants to do for Drake based on how talented he is he and he and Kanye understands that Drake is very private he doesn't like to divulge a lot of private information especially when it comes to his music but he said that he really feels like they should work together and they're friends at this point they're still very cool friends they've worked on many other songs in the past they respect each other there's a high respect level they've been through a lot in the past as well but they are in good terms at this point so Drake you know trust all of that they go to Wyoming this that and the third you know he's working on all of Kanye's music they not even working on Drake's music I don't know what he was doing he he over there doing um, uh, you know uh, good deeds and, and free free services. He's lending a helping hand and all this helping Kanye out when Kanye was making it seem like, yeah, yeah I got you. Like we gonna work on your music. It's all about you. Like your album. I, I know it's gonna be coming out. I want to be a part of it. I want to help make beats and all that. So, but child, he spilled the tea. Child, he divulged personal information about his son, his baby's mama. What a porn star. Yep, that she is a porn star. Um, That's crazy. I didn't think she was that known. Like, I don't. I mean, I didn't. I never heard of her, but I guess she's. <laughs> oh, you you you're familiar. Well, I, I, but I mean, yeah, but I didn't like I said like I didn't think she was like high end like to the point where you know Drake is, you know, with her. So. Yeah, but it was a one night stand thing. According to what Drake was saying, Damn, like, they weren't they weren't in a relationship. It was literally like you know that is my biggest fear. They were fear. messing. Oh really? Well, it was one of my biggest fears. But like, just meeting a random chick and you get and you get her pregnant out of a one night stand. Oh hell no! Oh my gosh, that that does sound like like the worst nightmare. That is ever. horrible. Anyway, like... thankfully I wasn't always that sexually active. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but um. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, that is that is tough. That is tough, you know. A baby out of a one one night stand, someone you don't know, a stranger, you know. Now you gotta, oh crap, like. But thankfully it's Drake too, so. Yeah. And I kind of see why he didn't wanna, you know, you know, say about his baby. I mean, like, yeah, because you know, I mean, looking at it from his perspective, I think it's something more like, damn, you know, like, crap, like, I I messed up. I brought someone into this life out of with this complete stranger, and um. I'm gonna love that person, you know that 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 boy, because obviously you can see he loves him through the show and shop. Like he was very excited about showing him to LeBron and Maverick, you know. what I'm saying like he loves a kid, obviously. Yeah. So um, I think it was more of like you know I don't want this whole thing like oh you know where the kid, you know, because Drake, how big of a name he is, like wow, okay, so Drake is your father. And you were conceived on a one night stand. You know what I'm saying? So the kid having to grow up. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was more of a, <clears throat> of a, of a, almost like a, a strategic life move he did for his son. If that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So uh, like, you know, going through school, growing up, and then life is like, okay, yeah, you were conceived on one, which is, but hey, you know, at the end of the day, where everybody, it's a blessing, you know, and for new life. And let's see, let's see how this goes about. Yeah, I um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy that, you know. And I know that just following Drake over the years, being a big fan of his, I know this is not the way he envisioned this playing out. Him becoming a dad, or you know, the, entering this 
next level of life, this new phase in one's life, which is bringing a child into the world, getting married, you know, buying a home. There's, you know, so many things that happen in life that show you that, oh, this is a new chapter in my yeah, life. Yeah. This is not how he envisioned this playing out at all. He is definitely the type that was planning to get married, like to really be right. a, a relationship, long standing, strong you know, whether, okay, maybe they don't get married right away, they have the baby first, but the thing is, whoever he's having that baby with is going to be someone he's trying to settle down with, or someone that he really respects that they were dated, like he mentioned Rihanna, Yeah. you know what I mean, or, you know, someone that he actually had a real relationship So you think he still likes Rihanna, like you think he still has feeling for her? Yeah, I mean, the way he, like, brought her up in that Who's interview. Rihanna with now? Rihanna, she is, um... She's supposed to be dating, uh, oh, what is that guy's name? It's some, um, I don't know if she's still talking to him, though. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of his name, but it's some uh, guy from Dubai or something okay. like that. Okay, so yeah, she's talking think, to a billionaire, okay. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically like, for lack of better words, he, yeah, he definitely yeah. is paid, like, yeah. he's a billionaire. But, like, this, the shop interview, it was good, like, I liked it, I, I think Drake, was being like honest he was being open like expressing like the fact that he wanted to highlight that Kanye was the mastermind behind all of this even though Pusha T is the one that came out with the diss track he's the Pusha T is the one that called him out but who put this whole thing together how did this all come about there's somebody else involved and he made it very clear that he feels that it was Kanye he feels like Kanye was manipulating him. He feels like Kanye had selfish intentions, which he found out about when it was a little too late. Hmm. Um, and he feels like, you know, Kanye made it seem like he was trying to really help him out on his album. And really, somehow, I gave you so much information through private, intimate conversations that we had as one man to another, as friends. And now it ends up on you know, this record ends up on one of your songs. Now you're texting me like, oh, I love you, bro, and this and that one. That's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of a slap in the face. And like, who did you Pusha want, T said? You want some other shit. Pusha T says someone else told him? Yeah, yeah. So from what Pusha T just went on the Joe Budden podcast a few days ago trying to clear this whole thing up. So basically he's saying like, that's not true. Kanye didn't tell me nothing. I know what y'all are thinking. It looks like Kanye was behind it because Kanye went on to apologize. You know, after, I think he did it on a video or something, apologizing to Drake about the whole thing, that he didn't intend for things to go the way they did, that he has love for him, that, you know, please forgive him. So it makes Kanye look guilty. But what Pusher is insisting is that he got the information from somebody else. Basically, 40s chick. A girl he messing with that, you know, I don't know if they're just friends, if they're talking, but apparently they, they mess around and they've been messing around for a long time. So this is like someone very close to 40 and they, you know, have a lot of pillow talk. And basically, this is a mutual friend of Pusha, whoever this girl is. So now me, I want to know who the girl is. Like, I want to see an interview with this chick. I want her to come on the Breakfast Club or the Joe Budden podcast or somewhere and come and tell her story as to who, like, is this true or not? Like, did you tell 40, you know what I mean? Like, or did 40 tell you all this information and you went back and told Pusha? Like, how did that conversation really go? What did he really say? Is he just lying his ass off, like, to save face? Or is Pusha telling the truth? 
My thing is, I think Kush is telling the truth. I don't think he would go out of his way to come out again. This beef was already faded out from like July or whatnot. Like it's faded out. So I don't think he would have come out of his way, come back on interviews once again to now make up a whole elaborate lie about how he got the info from somewhere else. Kanye already looks crazy. So if Kanye really was the one that said it, he could have just let it, let it go like that. Like, oh, Drake found out, like, what, how it all happened, whatever. I already won the beef anyway. It's over with. I won the beef. I'm good. But for him to really come and say, no, I need to clear this up. Like, yeah. I think he's telling the truth. Right, Pusha right, seems sense. like a, a stand-up guy as well. Right. Like, he seems like a stand-up, very respectful, respectable, very honest. He's a straight shooter. He speaks his mind. He's, he's very mature, very well-spoken and all of that. Like, he thinks things through. Like, if you see any of his interviews, he's very, like, you know what I mean? Like, reserved. Not reserved, but he's just very, like, sure of himself. Very confident. He's, like, the type of person, like, why do I need to lie? Like, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Like, I don't have any business coming and making stuff up. That's not who I am. That's the kind of guy he is. So, if he's saying this, it's like, wow. So, okay, so Kanye is innocent then. So, there's a few things I'm getting from this. That Kanye is still crazy. Let's let's not let's not get that mixed up. He still got some screws loose. We just oh goodness. <sighs> That's a whole nother conversation. But he's still crazy, but he didn't he wasn't being manipulative. So meaning that that interaction with Drake, maybe it was heartfelt, maybe it really was coming from a good place from Kanye. Because if he didn't tell Pusha Jack, then that means the conversation that him and Drake had was between him and Drake. Pusha got his info from elsewhere. Right. So meaning that Kanye isn't the bad, big bad guy that we're all thinking he is. The sneaky, plotting, you know, like, oh, I'm about so to So my question is, how did, how did the person, the chick, because it's, it's, it's confusing, like, if. It is. So, it is. so, he, Drake, so no one knew about it, and Drake told Kanye, the only person, and somehow, Somehow Pusha T found out about this. Yes. And but by some chick. Yes, by some chick. This chick allegedly, according to what Pusha T is saying, this chick is Forty's good friend. I don't know if she's technically a girlfriend, if they're friends with benefits, if you know this is just a long time friend. But apparently they they're smashing like, like okay. she's he he kept saying in the in the podcast like they so they how, speak five to six hours a day. Okay, so my question like is on a daily basis. What what are they saying? Like how? Okay, well that's where we're lost because you know no one so, knows how the chick got the information from Forty. And she got the information from Forty. They're messing around. The chick and Forty are smashing. Oh, okay. They're good friends, whatever. And she's also and messing she's, around with Pusha. No, no, she's not messing around with Pusha. They're just friends. I don't. That's the thing I'm not too sure on is he keeps saying, like, we're mutual. I know her through a mutual friend. So I don't know if Pusha knows the girl directly okay. or if Pusha knows someone that knows the girl. You see what I'm saying? That the girl talks to someone else who, who knows Pusha. So who told, who told 40? No one knows. Well, no. Well, 40 and Drake are like this. So oh, okay, the, okay. Yeah, so 40 he, would know Drake, everything about Drake's album release. Like the He's his producer. His okay, so what's confusing man. me is... But when it comes to the whole baby, his whole son, and this mm-hmm. chick thing, yeah. he only opened up to Kanye. But oh, but no, 40 no, no. being I, close I, to... 
Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay. He only opened up to Kanye as in the outs like gotcha. an outsider. Gotcha. Forty is like family. Like that's he's in OVO. Like he's so he been basically with betrayed Drake then. Well. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So not, this goes even dang. bigger than just push a team. It's like now we're talking his brother. Exactly. So that's really bad now. Like It doesn't look good. It looks suspect yeah. now because 40, damn, like you just, now you just spreading all this information about Drake, your brother, somebody that is a big hip-hop star. You're talking to some chick that, yeah, maybe he's very close to this girl. He trusts her. But at the end of the day, who can you really trust, right? So now this girl has gone on and told another friend who told Pusha, or maybe the girl is friends with Pusha, and she never mentioned that to Forty. She, you know, it never came up. I don't know who, how that part is linked, but Pusha knows somebody that knows that girl, hmm. and he got the information from her. That makes sense. The girl got the information. That seems from to be 40. the more believable story. I mean, I believe the Kanye story. I mean, like, when Drake was really pissed off about it. So you believe it. both stories? Well, no. I'm saying I believe the Kanye story when it, when that was the only story that was put out. Like, when that was the only story okay. that people were running with, that, oh, this is what happened. Like, it came from Kanye's side because he went to Wyoming and he spent so many days with Kanye. They were close. They were talking a lot. They were in the studio a lot. So it makes sense, like, oh, Kanye... It would make sense. Like, both stories make sense because right now there is no answer to neither one. So it's like... There's no evidence. Evidence. There's a lot of hearsay. There's a lot of back and forth. Oh, you know, this rapper is saying this. This rapper is saying that. They keep speaking in different interviews about everything that's going on. But it's like, who's lying and who's telling the truth? Kanye, we... Honestly, I can't even trust Kanye as far as I can throw him right now. I can't... Ask him, oh, is that apple juice or orange juice? He might say it's freaking grape juice. Like, I, I can't trust anything Kanye saying. I'm not. He's over there. That's all I'm saying. Do you so think? So I can't even reference him for information right now. So Drake and Pusha, I, I think Pusha's telling the truth. I think he's clarifying the information. He okay. saw the shop episode on TV like the rest of us and was like, wow, so he really thinks Kanye is behind us? Oh, no. Let me clear this up. So he probably did that to clear Kanye's name. Like, oh, this okay. is cool. Okay, all right. Like, I didn't get the information from Kanye. Like, you know, let me just come out. And, and, and it also makes Drake look even more goofy. Like, Pusha, he knows what he's doing. Like, there's a lot of reasons why he's telling this piece of information. It makes Drake look like, like, wow, you were mad at me for talking about your producer friend when he's the same one that let information slip Somebody that you're so close to, somebody that you call family that has produced all your albums, that has basically, like, he's given Drake success because he's his right-hand producer. All all of those big songs, 40 produced it. So you're talking about someone that you respect and trust and all that, and he's the same dude that got me the information to diss you. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So pushing, no, like, he's very <clears throat> smart. He's that guy. He's... He's smart. He's very smart about what he's doing, and he's very open about it, too. Yeah. It's like, look for yourself. I'm giving y'all the information. Y'all be the judge. Like, I'm not here to throw no more dirt on his name. Do you think I, we'll ever get know. to the end of this? Or um, to the bottom of it? Or, like, whatever you want to call it? <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. I believe it's gonna so. Be Probably interesting. so. I think it's going to be interesting if Drake responds again. Like, if he responds, if, if there's anything that comes up in a song... You know, I feel like that's where we're going to hear more information is in a song. Like if Drake, because you know Drake is known for 
dropping petty lines like just like when he was like that girl better don't come around me i don't want to see no 350s around me when he said that in the no stylus song hmm. with a uh, french montana mm-hmm. he was like she better not have no 350s on around me that's Yeezy shoe line, or the, that's Yeezy shoe model, the 350 boost or whatever. Yeah. So he's saying, like, the girl better not be rocking those 350s around me. Like, basically, I, I don't fuck with that nigga. Like, that shit's dead. Like, I don't want to see that damn shoe. I don't want to see nothing related to Kanye. I don't want to hear about his music. Like, he, you know, we're not cool. So, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I just want to see how it plays out. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Pusha won the beef. That's clear. Drake won the war as usual. He, his album like did crazy numbers, like so many number ones, like all his songs all went to number one and they were on the billboard charts for like week, like months at a time, like, like 10 months straight. He had like a number one single, like back to back to back. So Pusha, like he did what he did, like. He's not on the same level as Drake, but he still got people on his side. He got people talking about it, laughing at Drake, like, oh, my gosh, like, you look crazy. You know, you know, he's he's been enjoying it. Like, honestly, this has been fun for him. You can tell in the interviews, like, he's just like, yeah, I, I watched that nigga, like, like, I beat him fair and square, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, you can't sit up here and say, well, Drake, you know... I mean, he's he's not hearing that. He's like, I won the beef. Yeah. But it's just interesting that Kanye didn't have nothing to do with it. It makes me feel good to hear that he didn't, because I was like, wow, Kanye, like, that's a new low for Kanye. Isn't like that. He's passionate about making good music. He likes working with people. He he's a harmonious type of guy. Like right. he's very like he wears his heart on his sleeve. He is emotional and all of that sensitive. Right. But he's he loves music. Like he's talented. He's a genius. Like he would I don't see him being like that manipulative, sneaky, very like you know what I mean? Yeah. So it and now it makes sense that okay, it didn't come from Kanye. Now that part makes more sense. Cause it was kind of hard to believe yeah. that it was Kanye. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, so So you have any other thoughts on it? Um, just hoping we get to the bottom of it. Well, at least they get to the bottom of it. It would be nice to know, you know, uh, what really happened. But, I mean, probably, like, if you look at the uh, the interview that, you know, with, with Drake, you say he's at peace. And I think it's it's a very profound thing. If you have you have transcended everything. Like, when you say you're at peace, it's like you really don't care. You know, mm. it's, like, it's like when you become wordproof, like bulletproof but against words... Like, no matter how strong they are or whatever, you know, it's just, he's at peace. He's like, whatever, I'm not, I'm, he's like, I know, I know where I stand. He knows his own story. He's like, it's straight. He's like, he's an incredible chess move, right? Right, right. He's like, but it's still, doesn't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? He's like, it's it's whatever, it's, it's it was trash. It's a chink in his armor, but he you can know? live with that. Exactly. So it was straight, you know what I'm saying? So he let it be. He's at peace, and I think that's the most important thing you could do. Because, you know, he's talking about his son, you know, some a kid who's he's going to grow up, you know, this is going to be out there. He's going to come across of it soon, you know what I'm saying? Only yeah. God knows if he is or not. But 
and the, and the age we live, we're in the information age, we're in social media and this and that, he's going to come across. And he's the oh, son absolutely. of one of the biggest names in the rap rap industry right now. So he's coming across. And hopefully, you know, he can be ready for that. Hopefully, Drake, you know, he'll be ready for that. You know, Drake will, 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 will prepare him. So Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah, that's it for the big three. Moving on to the next segment where we're going to be talking about Halloween. <laughs> Opinions, advice, and experiences on real life topics. Listen up. It's time for Couch Conversation. <laughs> this segment is just about talking about relatable subjects. Um, conversations, topics, things that occur in everyday life. Um, so it's kind of taken away from the major news headlines and things that we see happen to other people in the news and kind of scaling it, bringing it more inward, you know, bringing yeah. it back to self, to friends, to family, to mentors, uh, to siblings, to, you know, those type of things where things that are an extension of you or in your mind and your heart and your soul, the way you think and all of that. So this is what couch conversation is about. It's just having, you know, good conversation about, you know, topics that matter. What we always do. What we always do. Yeah, pretty much (laughs) what we've been doing since uh, day one. So, um, so I think that'll be another interesting topic in another podcast for these people. Oh, what? Which, which day part? one, since day one, whatever you want. But anyways, let's not get off track. We'll go back to it. Keep it in mind. <laughs> no, that is a good that is a good topic. You know, we'll, good advice uh, for people out there, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, just talking about, you know, our story. You know, that's a, to, to, be, um, to be determined, but stay tuned. You know, crazy we may have because, to work some out. Yeah, no, it's that. it's crazy. I, I, think, I think it's like people, you know, listening to this, but like, like, this is really our daily conversations. Like, it really is. And I think that's yeah. why we're so, you know, we could bring it so so openly and so easily to our listeners. So, yeah. Definitely. I yeah. definitely. Hoping they keep coming around, you know, and keep listening to what you got to say. So. I appreciate that, babe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, y'all keep listening. Keep coming back, you know, and... Um, and in case you're wondering, sorry fun. to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. And in case you're wondering who this is... Like she already said, my name is Yabi, also known as Psilocybin. So you yes. can definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm definitely going to be putting some stuff up, some material, um, open up. Starting up my co- my podcast as well on YouTube and all that. So I uh, want to stay tuned for that. It'll be a Absolutely. little different from this, but we gonna be um, I'm going to be focusing on some, um, you know, just life and, you know, uh, talking about happiness and really, you know... Uh, like all this stuff, you see, I like this, I like this that we're talking about this stuff because we could see like the negativity that's on the world, you know, like There's a lot. all these crazy things that are happening in the world. But thankfully, you should listen to my podcast, Sick and Raleigh, you know, and um, you're going to be edified. So anyways, sorry to... No, no, thank you for that, you know, uh, dropping that knowledge and we'll definitely get all your information at the end so that people can, you know, really follow you and, and keep up to date like with what you have coming soon so i'm excited to see you know yeah, how yeah, all of sure. that unfolds as well so yeah but um with couch conversation this topic is on halloween uh, we are in the month of october uh so halloween is coming up 
in you know in about two weeks so this is a big holiday a lot of people partake in it um it's a chance to dress up to get scared to you know uh get into you know the the fright fright and horror and <laughs> and blood and gore and guts and and, and, and weapons and stabbings and all of this crazy stuff that is Halloween, all the spookiness of it. Um, but, um, you know, I definitely, I thought it would be a cool topic um, for a few reasons. So, yeah, so we'll start off with costumes. Like, you know, in your opinion, what makes a good costume for Halloween? Like, this is always led always be either Scorpion or Sub-Zero. A ninja costume. So <laughs> no, obviously not. But yeah, I always saw. So this ninja one. costumes yeah. reign I was, supreme. When I when I was little, I was always wearing like Scorpion, Sub Zero, Smoke, uh, like Mortal Kombat themed ninjas. Oh, okay. Like those were my costumes. Like the battle, battling, fighting, yeah. like warrior, you know, type yeah. of costumes. Okay, so what do you think will be you know, popular this year for costumes, just in terms of characters, celebrities, like political figures, whatever. What do you think, just based on everything that's been going on in 2018, is there any individuals or, um, you know, characters or roles, like job roles or whatever do you, that you feel like would be really a standout in 2018? Hmm, I mean, that's a good question. Honestly, it's, uh, people are interesting. Um, uh, I mean, Halloween movie just came out, so I think more people are going to start wearing the Halloween costume. Whole oh, bunch of Mike Hall- Myers? Yeah, Michael Myers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I that's that's a good old classic, you know, costume, but with the new movie coming out around, people are going to hop on that, like, oh, let's be Michael Myers. Like, last year was it, right? Whole bunch of clown stuff. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but... Hopefully that clown. You remember that? I think it was last year, the year before, the whole clown um, like thing, like trending with the clowns in the street and scaring people and whatnot. Do you remember that? The oh, clowns were just appe- like random clowns, like throughout yeah. the month of October and like. I heard about it, but I didn't really see it. Yeah, like, I, think I didn't really get it. Twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, I can't remember though. But it was like, like in real life. Yeah, like, like but, were just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, like, people like, were, like people were really filming on their phones and stuff. Yeah, people were actually, and the thing is, like these were really creepy clowns, and yeah. um, I don't know, it was more as a prank, but some people weren't taken as a prank. Some people were actually, you know, terrified of these clowns, um, and these people who were doing these clown things, they almost looked like a. Uh, it was weird because it was happening in different places, you know, around the world. And, like, you know, throughout the month of Halloween, like, these creepy clowns were appearing. So, only God knows why that happened, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know, it's weird. Like, it was the same thing around... Um, I'm just saying, if it was one of those clowns, like, I, I was strapped. I was strapped oh the whole time. God. I was strapped. I was ready. I was, You're I not was... going to shoot a daggone clown. It's a damn clown. It is a damn clown. I was but shooting. But they're smiling, and they have happy faces, and the little red nose, like, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, and... <laughs> <clears throat> they have like colorful you polka dots yet? on. And... You ever seen the movie yet? No. You ever seen the movie yet? I've heard of it. But... We gotta watch it then. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm saying probably Michael Myers. Michael Myers will probably be like um a big costume. This whole bunch yeah. of videos on Facebook right now, people doing the dance like 
Oh yeah, you know, yes, like, that shit was hilarious. You know, yeah, it's it's funny. It's oh funny. my god, that shit is so funny. Doing the what's the name of that dance? Oh man, I don't oh, even know. Oh gosh, you know the dance. I can't even describe it. I'm sure they've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure y'all have seen it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think this year. Popper costumes, I think like Takashi six nine. I think a lot of oh, he's he's, kids, he's a clown. I he he is he do he do look like a clown with that colorful hair. Colorful hair don't care. Um, but no, I think like for the younger you know kids and stuff like that, that's in that age, trick or treating and stuff. I think there will be a few you know Takashi six. Superheroes will definitely be big. Avengers is always big, you know. Yeah, Black yeah. Panther. There probably oh, will that, be a T'Challa. Yeah. Some T'Challa. That's that's big. That's really big. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. Yeah, T'Challa. I think also. Um, hey, who else is uh, big this year? I can't think of. Um, there was another. There was another um, character like superhero. There's a lot of superhero movies this year. Black yeah. Panther was, I think, it was early in the year. Right? Yeah, that was like right. in um in February. Yeah, yeah. So we're probably um, gonna see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think so too. Both like the female characters and T'Challa and um I can't think of his name, Michael B. Jordan's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's small. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for um like when you were a kid, you mentioned you know dressing up as smoke and and all of that sub-zero and sub-zero and scorpion so like did you trick-or-treat as a kid like did you i did okay I so did. how was that experience for you like did you actually like go out in the neighborhood i had some pretty terrifying experience as a kid in Halloween. really like terrifying like think like i mean i'm growing out and i look back to it and i laugh but oh my gosh like well, i remember going to these haunted houses and these people having like the craziest makeup like halloween makeup like <laughs> Uh, in the back of the car, me and my cousin, we were, we were looking out the window, just petrified. Literally, Lord lit- literally like, scared because they look they look so scary. We were, like, seven, six years old. But I'll never forget that. But, yeah, we went out trick-or-treating. Um, a big deal was always checking the the, the candy. You know, that was definitely <laughs> yes. something big, you know. We used to do that. Do too. that. Yes, please check that candy, you know How what did saying? you check the candy? How did you know, like, Well, the way I would check the candy, it was, it was definitely a stupid way, but I'll put it in my mouth and I'll lick it around until I felt something Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. That's how you check the candy? By putting it in your mouth and yeah. licking it? <laughs> to check for something sharp? Are you serious? No, nah, I'm kidding. Like, I'm kidding. But in, but in all reality, you, you know, like our hard candy, the hard candy, you know, you can look at it, you know, they're see-through a lot of time, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, there's this crazy people out there. You know, oh, so, yeah. Um, no, there are sick people that would really take their time weeks before Halloween to make the fake candy with poison or whatever they're putting inside of it. Yeah, no, you got to be careful. Um, for me, trick-or-treating, I mean, I grew up in Chicago. I grew up in a high-rise building apart big apartment building so we didn't really trick-or-treat like outside outside like we would literally trick-or-treat like in the building like going from floor to floor knocking like one apartment so you saw the same the people every year <laughs> yeah okay it's a kids from from the seventh floor baby they're back <laughs> <laughs> they're back and did you guys already come to us oh no no that was my um 
My sister, yeah, she she lives on my floor too. Mm-hmm. What was really yeah. big around where I lived, there was a certain parts of the neighborhood where people give out money. That was really, really big. Yeah, money. Money. Like, like, oh, we're going to the rich people place. They always be giving out money. Like, yeah. What? Out money. How much do they be giving? Some people give up to 20 bucks sometimes. Really? Yep. If you, if you If you got $50, you were the man. Hey, did you ever get fifty dollars? I know, I think I got a. I don't think no, but I remember I think I got like five bucks once. Honestly, God, I got like five bucks once. I was That's like, Yo, man, I got five bucks. But yeah, you know, we were going to like, you know, the rich people place and trick or treat. You get full candy bars and shit. Oh, yeah. not the little king size one. They used to give like. I mean, no, bucks? like depending where you would go, but yeah, they would give. Full, full blown candy bars, you know what I'm saying? Wow, no, that's like damn money though. I can't believe, yeah, no, they didn't give out money and not in our building. That that must, if they did, it was like once in a blue moon, like maybe one out of every yeah. door that you knocked on gave you like oh two dollars or oh I'm out of candy. Here, do you, you know, take the money, you know. But that was like, oh my gosh, like once in a blue moon that that happened. So it's crazy, yeah. yo. Yeah, I was getting, okay, I was getting paid. <laughs> I see, I see y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I wanted to talk about, I think this is kind of an interesting angle when it comes to Halloween, celebrating as a Christian or choosing not to celebrate for that same reason. Um, you know, like, it is it is kind of it is kind of a tricky holiday, you know, in some ways because you know, you have to like understand or obviously know what it is about, but it's also one of those holidays that is so big and is such a, a, a attraction and celebration and so many people partake in it and they know about it and you know, and it's like you know your religion and stuff like that you know, kind of like, you know, disassociates from stuff, something like that, because it is dark and it can be demonic. And basically everything that Jesus is not is what Halloween is or what it represents. So it is kind of tricky, like making that decision, like, oh, are you going to partake? Are you going to join your friends going to a party or trick or treating as a kid? Or how did your parents you know, did they ever say anything about it? And this, that, and the third. What kind of costumes should you be wearing? Is there certain costumes that should be off limit, or is it just it doesn't matter because it's make believe and it's not real? So who cares? You know, like it, I feel like there's so many like yeah. you know like fine line gray areas like yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, me when I was little, I celebrate Halloween, right? I was celebrate. It was it was fun, right? Um, and then growing up, I think back going to my teens, I, I I started going to church a lot. You know, I became a so-called Christian, right? Um, so you know that Halloween kind of fell out of my my life, you know, because in the church obviously you learn Halloween is bad and this and that, blah blah blah. You know, so it's like, wow, you know, you got to be careful out there. You know, it's it's a day that I guess it's like the day that the devils worship. You know, but but you know now. You know, doing researching everything, it's, it's not a day where the devil is worshipped, right? It's more of a just like, yeah, people, I say people who are, who, who mess around with, with witchcraft and stuff, you know, they do, I guess, take this day in particular and let's, you know, and let's do something evil and something dark because, 
the big theme about around Halloween. Right yeah, the big theme about Halloween is the fact that you know it is scary with ghosts and ghouls and this and that, right? And like dark things. Um, but in reality, you know, um, you know, if that's if that's what they want it. You know, that's not what it's gonna be for me. Like this is why right. I'm a bit more open-minded and like you know, I know I'm definitely not. Uh, and it took some time for me to really be able to accept this because like I said growing up in the church that was Satanism that was bad I can't go out that day blah 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 and this and that like really really you know extremist stuff and you know it's not good to have that mindset but you know being able to educate myself on it it's really just any other day and yeah people do take it advantage like I said before with all this you know theme of scary stuff and horror you know and they and they take it for that right because somehow in society that all history that's what it has become but i was doing some research and 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 this and this has been really hard to research man halloween uh, i gotta dig a bit more deep but it has been really hard to research because somehow it ties to christianity and this is where it ties to christianity and it's really really interesting um back i think in france or or somewhere in europe people who were poor would go on this particular day, knock on the doors to ask for food or for shelter or something. And people who were who were able to give that were, you know, were, you know, would do it. You know, they would come, they would be knocking the door and be like, okay, you know, they will give them food. If they needed clothes, they would give them clothes or give them a shelter. And it's interesting when you think about it, it's, you know, um, as a Christian, seeing what, what Jesus speaks about, you know, he, he says that, you know, to that, to love someone, you know, to give them, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, he says this part is like where, where, I'm sorry, basically that we need to, to, you know, when we see somebody naked, we need to give them clothing, someone who's hungry, give them food, show, so it's very weird how it ties in, but as we see throughout history, it, it has been changed and manipulated into something more dark, in a sense, it's kind of the same thing where we now get dressed, you know, we go to someone's house, basically, you know, as like, whatever you want to be, you know, and we knock, oh, trick or treat, you know, give us something, so it somehow ties into that way, which is, like I said, it's it's really, it's something that needs to be more dug into and, and researched, but that's how they say that's the Christian link to it, so throughout history, it has been manipulated, and there has been uh, a different approach to Halloween now, you know, this is the modern day, modern day Halloween where back in the day they were poor, they went indoors on this particular day to ask for food, now we dress up as these spirits and goblins or whatever it is you're wearing as a costume, so you're knocking the door asking for food or whatnot, you know, so it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of stories uh, that go by it, but if you, if you ask me if that makes kind of sense, if it is tied to Christian Christianity, it does make sense in that way where, you know, it, it's 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 biblical that Jesus tells us, you know, if you ever see a brother, you know, to give him food or give him shelter or clothe him. So yeah. it's good. It's an act of love. You know what I'm saying? So that's... That actually is surprising to me that the, it's the really historical big. reference, it's almost positive. Like, I thought yeah. it was going to be, like, dark and, and evil, and but it... it yeah, I mean, I guess it's a little bit, it could be manip- look at, looked at as manipulative. These people coming on the door on this particular day, they know that they're cornering the people that are opening the door. Like, if you're a Christian, like you say you are, how are you going to help me? Like, right. oh, you don't want to help me? Oh, like, 
you know, who, you know, you're not really a Christian or you're not living up to like your calling or what, you know, God is expecting of you, you know, whatever. But it's, it's not as bad as. Right. So for me now, this is the way I take it off. made it seem. For me, the way I take it now is more like, you know what, if you want to make it this evil, dark thing, you go ahead and make it this evil, dark thing out of Halloween. For me, it's another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in Amen. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and, and if I was to wear a costume just as any other day and I want to use half fun with it, it's nothing bad, you know. I don't think you're going to hell for that, right? No, no absolutely, uh, absolutely not. not. And um, so, yeah, you say be careful, you know. Um, there are people who do take advantage of this day to do something dark and evil, but that's not us. And I think that's where we're free from that. So, you know. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think it's, it's something that you can go to hell for that, you know, if you decide to partake in it, you are now, you know, backsliding or, you know, you're, you're venturing off into something else. You're doing something evil. You're, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I I think it's just with Halloween and just like with any decision that you make in life, it's about how you approach it, how, what you choose to partake in, you know? Like you, you leave the bad stuff out and you just focus on the good. So with Halloween, you can choose to dress up and there are plenty of costumes. You don't have to be the witch, you know, you don't have to be the killer, you know, and the person that it's all about death and all this. You can be, they have plenty of costumes that are fun, that are funny, that, you know, supposed to make you laugh, that are good characters. In, in, um, in storybooks, in film, in television. There's plenty of ideas. There's plenty of people, individuals that you can decide, I'm going to be President Obama for Halloween because right. I look up to that was somebody that Maybe we could be President Obama and Michelle. I got the ears, you know what I mean? So you, and you look like Michelle Obama, so we'll well, thank you. Thank you. Let me, <laughs> let me cross my legs and, and sit like... Like my first lady, yes. You notice how I use present tense and not past tense because she's still my first lady. I don't claim um, that man and um, <clears throat> his wife. <laughs> I don't claim that. So, well, thank you. But oh, yeah, oh, she. Uh, like, let me stop. <laughs> People could do it so good. They could do Obama's voice so good. I wish. I'm jealous because oh, I love yeah. his voice and I wish I could do it. Right. I know it's there so, are some good impressions that sound just like him. Like, I've yeah. seen so this guy. I think Facebook. if I practice a little more, you know, I could probably try it. it. Give me your best. No, I don't want to try now. No, I'm, I'm making a fool of myself if I try that now. Just give it a shot. Right, it's right, just me. me you, it's just me listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah. Um. That's but. something about President Obama, and I think that was why he is so, he is such, his presidency resonates and will resonate throughout history because, of his, because of his speech and his rhetoric. And his diction. And, you know, I'm saying, I'm sorry, his what? Diction. Diction, right? Um, very, very well, like, just very well spoken and his ethics from the from the pulpit so a pulpit or all or whatever you want to call wow. it uh you know whatever it is i was about to say altar <laughs> but no yeah um yeah so yeah so yeah about so with obama. halloween i mean i feel like 
yeah, you can be Obama. You can be, you know what I mean, like Beyonce. Well, I mean, you ain't going to look like Beyonce. But if you want to dress up like her, by all means, give it, give it your best shot. Who you gonna wear Beyonce? Give it your best shot, sis. Who you going to wear Beyonce? Me? No, no, I'm saying. Sorry, no, no. But you can be, you can be so many positive figures, and it's playing dress up. It's having fun with it. That's how I look at with Halloween. It's candy. I want to be a know. giant penis for Halloween. No, let me stop. <laughs> I want to see how this would look. So how exactly? You like, know, it's in that costume, a giant penis for no, Halloween. No, I've never. It's an I've inflatable penis. That. You put it on. Like you, like it's like a hat. No, it's an inflatable penis. You like put you it on. Put... It's you're you're in it, and you walk. It's two balls, and the head of the what? penis. Is the trunk. And it has like the 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 tip. Like, yeah. The that's all. I'm about to show that up at my sister's party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are Dancing not. With people, my balls in them. I I wonder, are you gonna have like the droopy the droopy balls, or is it gonna be like the <laughs> like the real like sack like you know what I'm saying like the heavy like kettlebell like weight type. I don't know. It's it's a that's damn costume. You, that's what you got to figure out. Are you going to be Mr. Droopy? Excuse us, or... we're drunk. <laughs> you started it, so you going to be Mr. Droopy or you going to be, you know, Mr. Big Balls? Questions that need answers. We'll we'll find out after the Halloween weekend if which set of balls he picked. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that was fun. So that's Couch Conversation. And we are getting into our last segment of the day. Let's get it. Social media, foolery approved. Listen up. It's time for Like Really? New meme alert. At expired precum. This is actually um, someone's Instagram name. Like, for real, for real. Expired precum. <laughs> Isn't that Yo, like what the, the hell? I just read that. That name you've ever seen in your life. Expired precum. Like, damn, that he good at what he do. Shit, what the hell? I wish like, my precum was expired. <laughs> How do you expire precum? It's precum. How do you expire that? Uh, like, I'm trying to figure out if it's, like, because it's expired. You probably means, never finished the, the, the sex Does it set. mean that you can't get the girl pregnant because the pre-cum is expired? But the thing is, it's no pre-cum. Death? It doesn't expire. It only, you can't. I think, see, I think he did that on purpose. He knew people were yeah, going to be this like, exactly, This is exactly why he named himself expired pre-cum because it makes no damn sense. It makes no damn sense. But at Firefighters, he's on Instagram. He's actually a transsexual man. I don't know if he's oh, transitioning okay. to. A, I guess he's transitioning to a female. But he oh, put, so he's gonna have the he's gonna have the the droopy balls and like the costume. Maybe he will do the droopy balls because he wants to get rid of them. I don't know. That's 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 deep. That's deep. But yes, he has inspired a new meme. It's the flip phone meme. Y'all know y'all seen it. This black guy with a bright ass lime green flip phone. Literally, he's slapping the phone closed. Let me like. see. I haven't seen it. Show it to me. Show it to me. I still <laughs> haven't seen that damn meme. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I'm going to have to find it. But basically, like, 
he's like literally like is showing him in different video clips like closing the phone over and over and over again okay and like the different memes there's one that said like we're calling about an issue regarding your student loans and then it shows like that's what the meme says it shows him like <laughs> slapping like Slam. the phone closed then there's the um can you come into work today and then the meme is like it says like today like to and then it cuts off because he already uh, okay, the phone yeah, too quick. Yeah, yeah. like oh hell no nah. like y'all not dragging me into work on my day off <laughs> fuck you thought this was like I am not going to work. Why are you calling me? Like, why did I even answer this phone? <laughs> oh, so the guys in there on my Instagram is expi- expired pre-cum. You guys can look him up and you will see the meme we're talking about. So look him up. Do hashtag expired pre-cum or hashtag flip phone and you will definitely see right. this lime green phone. Like, you cannot miss it. Okay. Okay. Our next, um, like, really, uh, subject is going to be the sicko mode video. So, um, yeah, so we're going to go through Twitter real quick because um, Travis Scott and Drake just dropped the Sigma video a couple days ago and uh, we just watched it. It was beast. sick. Like, it's like you're high. For, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you you should watch it if you're high, basically. Uh, you're, like, probably, the, you're probably in shrooms watching it. Like, that's how it felt. <clears throat> yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Like, the director, Dave Myers, I think, is the one that directed yeah, the video. Good. Like, it the is. visuals. It's really good. It's really, like, we <clears throat> haven't got a video like this, like, ever. I don't, I, I can't really think of a video that compares to the editing on this video. It's really one yeah, of a no, kind. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially in it's hip-hop. It's really different. Like, I like it a lot. I like yeah. it a lot. So, some of the tweets here... Like, my lady might kill me, but we had to be honest in this reaction to Champagne Poppy, Travis Scott track. So they're, like, doing, like, a video reaction to yeah. it. TikTok's all fun and games till you see your dad on it. Sickle <laughs> mode. Wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know that guy. Look at that. Some redneck. <laughs> Some redneck dude with, like, the... Like long hair and glasses. No, but the like, video is really good. Like I like the the opening of it <clears throat> with like um Drake and the red smoke. Yeah. And then did you see that? Yeah, I saw that part. And then the part where they're coming like like all the faces with the beat is dropping and all the faces are like cutting and showing like yeah. everyone's face. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. When the beat drops and it's like yeah, it's like really fast. I love that. I also love like some minor details in the video like when like the the camera is like panning slightly like it's like like doing this thing where it's like just going yeah. a little bit so yeah it's like, that was good too like going left to right mm-hmm. it was such a small detail but I really I really enjoyed that um I I enjoyed like Travis Scott like he had a lot of looks a lot of different outfits and stuff like um the uh yeah the scene when he was in the classroom or whatnot and he's like writing formulas on the board and oh sick yeah mode. this part was sick too like drake like yeah, when his, his face was like broken up it looked like it was like a broken yeah, sculpture like type a, of face like a puzzle almost a little by piece piece by piece kept coming apart yeah it kept coming apart the gold chains <laughs> what this a month full of midterms has uh, has me like, oh my gosh. 
I think I really killed this <laughs> sicko mode. I'm sure you didn't, sir. Um, but yeah, go and check out on Twitter, hashtag sicko mode, just to see a lot of people's reactions, a lot of like um, video clips from the video. Oh yeah, when the huge rock did that rock fall on Drake? Was that Drake? Uh, it looked like Travis. Oh, is it? I'm about to show it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. that's the part you're talking about. You like how the camera? Yeah, how it's like shape, like flickering. Like, yeah. yeah, it looks like it's flickering. But yeah, the video is sick. It's on Vivo. It's on YouTube. You know, go and check it out. Travis Scott, Drake, Sickle Mode. The video definitely lived up to expectations. It's a big win for hip hop. It's one I would say it's one of the best videos outside of what Childish Gambino has done this year because yeah. his videos were like crazy. Like this would probably be in the same level as Childish Gambino uh, in terms of videos this year. So shout out to the both of them. Yeah, and then really both good. Yeah. Both really good. There we go. Yeah, they were really good. And then the last topic is Little Black Boy in the new Halloween movie. That's trending. It's been everywhere. Um, Little so, Black Boy in new Halloween movie. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, I know. It's funny because everyone's like, oh, you would think like Michael Myers would be what everybody's talking about. But it's actually this little black boy. So I'm going to read some tweets for you guys. <laughs> Let's see. Not gonna lie, hashtag Halloween disappointed me, but the little black boy stole the movie. He was like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, the black boy from Halloween stole the movie. That little dude was out of there. Does anyone know if the little black boy has come back with help? <laughs> Asking for a friend? <laughs> yeah, no, I heard it got good reviews in the movie. Trying Damn. to check it out. Yeah, I would love to go see it. I like horror movies. Yeah, what like, time is it? Yeah, you trying to go tonight? Excuse us. Um, <laughs> uh, we're we making plans for making after plans. this. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, damn, I forgot about the little black boy on the new Halloween because he did what the fuck he was supposed to do. Because basically, I guess what people are saying is that um, I think it was early on the movie, Michael, he, the boy witnesses Michael Myers like coming like yeah. close and he will goes to run and tell the another his friend's father that oh he's coming close that please get out please get out so he leaves like he runs out like and disappears and you don't see him for the rest of the movie so everyone's like what happened to him but he got out of there and then the other boy ended up getting killed because he he didn't leave quick enough i guess yeah. so he ended up dying but mm. basically everybody's like this is how black people would react if we were in a horror movie or if this is really <laughs> happening like we would not we don't play them games little like, nigga knew what to do exactly like you <laughs> out of there like you not trying to die like in, in all these movies it's like all of these horror movies it's always like people are like walking slow they're tripping and falling like oh, oh my ankle like no For, and then uh, they're just sitting there like I just be like can you try to run faster like and, and they go towards the sound towards the scary noise instead of going away from it so the little boy represents all of the black I mean I'll be honest I'm not, I'm not gonna front I'll be honest when I'm home alone and I hear a damn scary noise for some 
Oh yeah, I seen that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. There's like this gift. Yo, but of listen, like... I'll be honest, man. I'm home alone and I hear something scary. I'm trying to figure out what the hell that was. <laughs> if it was just some stupid wind or something, but thankfully I'm strapped. Right. So, so whatever you... it is, it's getting cl- oh, it's getting... getting it's getting clapped. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you gonna fight? You gonna fire off the round? Even if it's like a ghost, like a ghost that you're still getting you shot. Still... <laughs> That sound like Martin and uh freaking uh um I'm sorry Marlon Wayans in a uh, haunted house. Oh like yeah. How yeah. I think he was like shooting at like using like a BB gun or something to try to shoot at the 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 spirit or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's funny. Haunted I want to see Halloween funny. again just for that funny little black boy. The smartest person in Halloween, other than Jamie Lee Curtis, was the little black boy. He was not having it. The little black boy from Halloween definitely made the movie. That little black boy in Halloween was a whole ass mood. He saw Michael Myers and was out. O-U-T. All caps. Honestly, Halloween was trash, but the little black boy did what he had to do in that movie. That's what people are saying. People are saying the movie got a nine. Oh, like from, a, certain, from certain people, like from certain reviews I've seen, it got like a nine. Like nine is good. Like nine out of ten, that's good. What rating was that? Like this is like a IGN. I don't know if you know them, but they're like big on movies and games and all that, and they gave it a nine. Like it's really, really good. Yeah, I don't know. Like some people said it was really good, <clears throat> but then there are people that are like, oh, the movie as a whole was trash. And they're so. saying like the female lead and everything, the cast, like that was awesome. And, like with Jamie Lee Curtis and the other two women. Because like, she was in the, wasn't she in the original? Yeah, from the yeah. first Halloween. And so yeah, they're saying it's a good movie. I want to so see I, it. I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I know barely anything. I've barely seen the Halloween movies. I just know Halloween and Michael Myers just because how famous and how good I guess the older movies are. So this one seems to really live up to the hype. Exactly. So whoever said the movie is trash. It was a couple folks. It was, I mean, they had names here. Okay, so we're going to have to check the movie out for ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm definitely down to watch that. Sounds good. Halloween, you know, it's a date. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's a ton of, like, tweets. This is hilarious. Oh, they got the top model, the girl from Top Model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she do. They be showing her a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, so that little black boy, we need to find out his name, like his acting credits. We need to get him booked in another movie and TV show. Like I'm Heard. sure he's he's not gonna get his opportunity. Like this was supposed to be a small role for him, but I'm, he's gonna become a child star now. Yeah. Because of this, because he shined and everyone's talking about. It. That's exactly what happened for Tiffany Haddish in Girls Trip and look hmm. at her now. So, you know, big ups to him. He's he's on his way. But now, because of this little black boy, now I really want to go see this movie just because of him, because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, make sure to go on Twitter, go on Instagram, just search little black boy. You're going to see all of the reactions from Halloween. If you haven't seen Halloween, definitely go check it out. Tis the season. It is, um, you know, the scary time uh, to, to go do all these things. Speaking of, we went to Haunted Isle, which is like a um, what would you call it? A house? Was it was? It was a path. It was like a little path. Okay. It was outside, but you know, it had like walls and stuff. So um, but it was definitely outside. It was like, yeah, it was outside because remember we were walking outside and it was like little gardens and stuff. So yeah, it was interesting. It was, it was uh, it was fun. 
you know? Yeah. It wasn't scary to the point where you're running for your life, you know? That's the type of haunted house or haunted house I want to go to where I'm like, holy shit, this is really creeping me out. Right. You know, but it was funny. It was... At one point, there was just too many people in the, you know, in the aisle, like, it was like one after another, so it didn't feel scary, and I felt like I'm, I'm on a damn field trip. Oh! You know, I'm like, all right. Everybody, and we feel safe. There's a lot of people here. What the hell? Like, whatever comes at us, we can, we can beat it up, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um... Right, I didn't even think about it like that. That yeah, we so, were packed like a freaking... Yeah, so that's, that kind of, that kind of, I'm like, you know what, this is killing the, this is... It defeats the whole purpose, you know? I'm like, there's a whole bunch of us here. Like, I want to be really scared. So, so yeah. I mean, but I had fun. It was funny. It was, you know, it's cool. Um, and I would go again just for the hell of it. Yeah, I so. know. I had a great time, too. I had a great time. The apple cider was so oh, delicious. I'm such As a matter of fact, that's what we're drinking right now. Apple that. cider mixed with, uh, what do you call this? Rum punch, baby. Rum punch. Little mixture, you know what I'm saying? Just a little something that tastes good. <laughs> has to set the mood right, you know? But yeah, the, the Haunted Isle was cool. It was in East Haven. Um, it was a lot of people there. Like, they have a huge turnout. Like, East Haven, line... Connecticut, for those of you listening. East Haven, yes, Connecticut. East Haven, Connecticut. It was a long line. Like he said, it wasn't all that scary or whatnot. But there were definitely moments where it was like like i screamed like a couple times a couple times when we was running like the guy with the shotgun when you literally like turned a corner and it was like a window and he had the shotgun like right like we was facing it like and it's like nah that was that was kind of like it was kind of a racial thing he had like the thick southern accent and he kind of looked like you know what i'm saying like he's like get on out of here now what y'all doing out of here my property i'll blow your brains off yeah, that's basically what he looked like. And then there was this other moment, like, where the... I don't remember the character, but it was, like... I don't know, something hanging off of the ceiling or something? And I thought, I swear, I thought it was, like, um, like a fake, like... You know what I mean? Like, a fake doll or something like that. I literally thought it was just, like, there for decoration. And then they, like, jumped, and I was so... I would kid you not, I was scared of shitless at that point. I'm like, oh my god, I thought this was fake. So that that there was those parts that were a little scary. But it was fun though. It was, it was fun. I'd go again. So yeah, yeah, um you know, so back to Halloween, um be safe. This is the month of Halloween. We're it almost is. done with it. Um it you know, enjoy it. Don't do nothing crazy. Uh and stay safe out there, you know what I'm saying? Definitely check your candy, you know, and uh, make sure you're around good people. Important that protect you, you know, so, uh, it's just another day, like any other day, and, um, enjoy it, and make good decisions. Yes, well, that is great advice for everyone out there, and on that note, that brings us to the end of episode nine of the Listen Up podcast, I do want to just extend thank yous to everyone that stuck it out to the very end, uh, this was definitely a great episode, um, so first off, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me. There will be more episodes, um, hopefully twice a month is what I'm going for. So we'll see. We'll see <laughs> how that schedule turns out. But that's what my goal is, is twice a month. Uh, I am Lady Sola. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Lady Sola Life. And also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lady Sola Life. So you can like my page on there. Um, and for Yabi, a.k.a. Psilocybin, where can people find you? They'll find me on 
Instagram as of right now. But soon um, I'll be linking everything with my Facebook and YouTube. So, okay. Shortly. So, what's your Instagram name? Psilocybin22ND. Two, two, okay. 22ND is just something else, but Psilocybin. Yeah, the 22nd. Yeah. basically psilocybin 22nd so definitely show him some love follow him on um on instagram and you know i'm sure that he will kind of start putting out his his projects and videos and you know all his ideas that he's going to be bringing to the table very soon uh so that's exciting but thank you guys so much um until next time like you said stay safe and uh we'll talk to you soon peace Thanks for checking out this episode of the Listen Up Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and share with your friends. If you're really rocking with it, leave a rating or review on the Apple Podcast app. The support is always appreciated.